We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. I thought you were about to, to, to let me finish your, your thing there. I, I about chimed in with the... Uh, with uh, your your description of what we were, what? you paused. You paused awkward, awkwardly in, well, your, in your statement, and I didn't know what to do. You know why I paused awkwardly in my statement? Because I didn't have my script in front of me, and I went <laughs> over at the our guest of honor here and saw his uh, podcast title, and I almost introed us as Green Shirt Podcast. Set <laughs> <laughs> my brain to say, "Wait a minute, that's." I thought it was Gollum. Maybe, maybe surprised you there. Um, no, no, back I, back there. No, not no. I, it was it was literally a moment. It was a hiccup because I paused before I said thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews because that was about to say Green Shirt Podcast. It was it was going to be a little interesting. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> I'll watch the Star Trek episode this week, right? Uh, what? Yes, yes, we did a start. Yes, yeah, we're going to do all, all of the track, nothing but. I mean, we do have Captain Kirk in this, so that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode 449. You wouldn't be able to tell by the way this is introed already, but <laughs> uh, it's fine. This is episode 449, and tonight we are finally talking about Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. And what I mean finally, I mean, this is like a month and a half in the making. Uh, it's just forever it's just the way things go the the move was longer than expected i was living in a camper sam's camper for a little bit like it was just all of the things were crazy so and you know it would have been nice if he told me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little little bit of squatters uh van down by the river yeah right yeah the camper down by the river yeah yeah uh so yeah, we're doing 2023's Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. And boy, I'm excited for this one. I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about this. And of course, we had to have this particular guest on because there is a rule with him yep. at Cheap Seat Reviews. But who is that guest? Well, I'll tell you in just a second. I am Sean Allred. And on my screen here, I'll put Paladin in parentheses. Because when I played World of Warcraft, which is the closest thing to Dungeons and Dragons, I, can, I played. I was a primarily a paladin, so that was that was my class. So uh, I am Sean Paladin Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. That is scalding hot. It is ridiculous how hot that is. <laughs> I I can relate to that moment in the film um, because I do that on a regular basis. I just wish that I had an ice finger that yeah. I could cool my drinks down with, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I want to say. I, I'm going to be lost in this episode because uh, Dungeons and Dragons out of my realm of expertise. Just saying. No worries. Interesting. That's okay. So, Again, yeah. I've, I've never watched it or played it either. Um, and that's that's fine. Also, I, I do want to play a game um, in a minute. Uh, I think we should all assign each other uh, classes. I think that would be fun. I mean, I've already kind of claimed Paladin uh, because I'm uh, from Sam. Uh, well, no, but sure. Uh, we'll get there in a later. All right. Also joining us is Sam, 
Now we're on plan C, which is basically plan A. And I didn't really mean for that middle name to work out the way it did, but the fact that this is the third attempt to do this episode, that kind of makes sense. Vector. I guess, yeah, right? And Sean, yeah, I, I need you to roll this dice here. It might be weighted uh, so that you roll a one, but uh, you just need to roll it anyway, okay? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm going to actually have a dice tower. I want to get a 3D printed dice tower. Yeah, I know a guy. I know you know a guy. Um, <laughs> and he has a really lovely camper that I, I stole. And making his return is Cameron. I can't use magic to solve every problem except the problems that we have in this story. Harrison. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I use magic to solve all my problems. Yeah. You want to borrow some? You might need some. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need it. I could use some magic for my computer right now. It's doing computer it magic is the only magic I don't know. Yeah. And as a guy that works in the IT department, you'd think I would have it. But sadly, even some things can't be fixed with magic. Yeah. Yes. This is about the most sword and sorcery movie you could uh, you could possibly watch. So thanks for bringing me on. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. We're so glad to have you back on. So, yeah, we uh, you've, you've been on now for Willow, uh, Willow mm -hmm. Plus. Um, <laughs> we had you back on a few weeks ago. Uh, we've done King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Giant Snakes. Giant Snakes. What was the other sword and sorcery movie? We uh, had Fellowship you of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Nice. Was there another one? Was that it? I think. I think that was it. I feel like there should be more. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah, it does feel like there's wasn't there. I was on we for like we, we didn't tonight. do like a Merlin thing, did we? We tried. Yeah, <laughs> we really did try. Um, Jesse was on for Princess Bride. Fellowship, Willow. Let's see. This one, Willow. Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Yeah, that's it. So interesting. Okay. I don't know why it feels like it's been more, but yeah, you've been our you've been our our sword and sorcery guy. And so when this movie came on streaming, and I thought, oh, this would be a fun one to do for the podcast because you know no one saw it in the theaters, and yeah, and, um, it just looked kind of fun. And it's got Chris Pine, who I like, and um, and right now I really love uh, old man. Hugh Grant, he's kind of my favorite thing right now. Like when we saw him in The Gentleman, like he was uh -huh. one of my favorite parts of that movie. And so I was like, okay, this this looks kind of fun. And we watched it with some friends, and I was just floored at how much fun this movie was. So I immediately, I think, like within minutes of watching it, I think I sent Cameron a text and said, hey, this is the movie we're going to do for you to come back on the show. <laughs> and and uh, I said, wait, the 90s one or the new one? Yeah, yeah. But either way, the answer is yes. But I was going to prepare in two very different ways. Yeah, and I, no, I said the new one, and you said good. I've already watched it two times or something like that. So, <laughs> uh, so that's cool. So Andrew, go ahead and tell people what this movie is: Dungeons and Dragons, twenty twenty three's Dungeons and Dragons. A charming thief and a band of unlikely adventurers embark on an epic quest to retrieve a lost relic, but things go dangerously awry. When they run afoul with the wrong people. Okay. Actually, doesn't that happen several times in this movie? <laughs> yeah, a couple times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. it's not only the overarching you know story, but it's it's like three times over. I mean, that's how a D and D uh, campaign goes. It's that's pretty much it. Yeah. A bunch of little little quests that are all kind of the same. <laughs> okay. But also, isn't that the plot of almost any heist movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 
Well, and, and a lot of fantasy movies too. I mean, it, it almost kind of feels like it's the, the plot for every episode of The Mandalorian where he has to go <laughs> on a quest and then annoy well, Yeah, especially that first season was yeah. every bit of that. Every sure. episode was just a quest episode, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, we, we've stolen your, your ship. You want to get it back? You must go do this thing for us. Okay. You know, it's like the Jawas had the little question or the little uh, question marks floating over their heads. <laughs> so. Uh, so we've all seen this movie now uh, at least once. I think Andrew, you probably watched it once. Cameron, what? I'm curious, what's your number up to on this one? Uh, four, four. <laughs> I, watched it, I watched it four. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I'm up to three point two five. Three. Oh, okay. We I started watching it with the girls tonight, and we we saw up until yeah, parts about about a quarter of way through. Okay. Also, yeah. just curious, is Sam about two seconds behind for everyone else, or is it just me? I think he's just taking dramatic pauses. No, okay. And for me, it's just a floating head in front of a chair, so that's well, kind of cool. He, yeah, he is still that, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I his, will his, say, mouth, I have his to... words aren't matching up, but that's a lot of fun. Oh, oh no. uh, I did them. watch this a time and a half, actually. I watched it through once uh, for the show here. But the first time I watched half of it was on an airplane mm. and I fell asleep yeah. halfway through the movie. Um, so I did see some of it about a month and a half ago. Sure. Yeah. That's okay. So time and a half. Now, Andrew, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you say, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going to be much used because you're not a Dungeons and Dragons expert. But did you feel like right. you needed to be for this movie? Did you feel like you were missing things? <laughs> Not well, okay. I I was constantly questioning if I knew about Dungeons and Dragons, would this make more sense? Hmm. You know, it didn't make like, sense. Would well, it, it did, but the characters, you know, would would I relate to them better? I guess is the question. If I understood their roles, if I understood how you know how it relates more to the game. Uh, I mean, you guys have been talking about rolling a one. I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, how does that relate to the movie? That kind of stuff. I just feel like if I knew the gameplay a little, that I would maybe appreciate or have a different understanding of the movie than I have now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So would you think more or less of the movie? No. In my opinion, that it, like it, you don't need to know anything about the game. Like I don't. There's yeah. Connection. If you're like really into the game, you can kind of draw things, and I'll talk about those throughout the conversation. But like I, I think right. they did a really good job of just like basically just making a fantasy movie. Yeah. Well, and I agree. For what it was, it was enjoyable. But I, <laughs> I, I just wonder. You know, I just wonder mm -hmm. if I would have a different understanding. Okay. That's well, I, I I have to add on there, you know, playing the game and being part of a a D and D group um, made me enjoy this so much more. Knowing what was kind of going on behind some of these these actions and 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 some of the spells and some of the things that they were doing, and you could you know almost see somebody rolling a twenty or rolling a one on mm -hmm. some of these these fights that they were doing, and it, to me, I thought it was brilliant of, of how they incorporated. The actual gameplay from a tabletop uh, into a, a movie like this. So yes, it was a fantasy movie, but it really, it really paid great homage to 
to the game itself. So some of the things that you were missing out on, Andrew, I didn't know about, uh, and I was okay for the ignorance. So I watched about an hour ago, hour and a half ago, the cinema sins for this movie. Uh, Cause it came out like eight days ago. And the, the, the host of that, of that series does play Dungeons and Dragons like a lot. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he kept pointing out all the little factual errors in the movie because of that. So they literally have a counter for movie sins and then D and D sins. D and D sins. Nice. <laughs> so like when he's doing her escape as the, as the Druid. And she she changes into seven different things, but you can't do that. Yeah, change twice. (laughs) Yeah, you can't do all that. Yeah. Okay. There's there's a cooldown period too, so it's like yeah, right. But I mean, like that scene was awesome, and it needed all of those transition. Her to change all those different times. Yeah, like thank God there wasn't a moment where like she couldn't change, and then later they're like well why couldn't she change also in the rule book what book <laughs> yeah yeah or like, she's like well yeah i had i you know i can only do it once every hour that seemed pretty arbitrary you know like yeah yeah they already made yeah. that well joke, it, it you know, that's part of the the rules sean you you mentioned earlier um maybe it was off off air about how you don't understand the, the rules that it's chaotic that's the kind of rules you have to play by right so if you're in a fight or you're trying to get away if you are a changeling, you cannot, you know, change more than twice in a certain amount of time. Yeah, I think so. Okay. There are there are rules to that. So it's, it, somebody who could change like that is OP. Well, and the fact <laughs> that's that basically she, what it is. The fact that she also changed into an owl bear, which you can't do in the game either, because um, that's <laughs> they just they just wanted to show an owl bear. That's all they. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> which is yeah. I mean, who it was now cool. That that, now that they've seen it, yeah, you know, it's like. Yeah, that was that's really cool. Cause like even in the movie, they're like, what is that? He's like, that's an owl bear. Like they were just like in awe of the of the moment, which was really funny. Um, so okay, I really like that part. Yeah, he's really into Avatar right now. So any mashup of two animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the first time we watched it, um, my wife and I did the same bit. We're like, what is that? Oh, it's an owl bear. Oh, you mean like a platypus bear? No. <laughs> you mean a badger bear? No. Just you know, owl bear. Okay. I feel I should specify Last Airbender, not James Cameron. I knew what you, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I could tell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Sam, why don't you hit us with your five-word review? Uh, sure. Um, I've got two here. I've got the first one is more fun than it should be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, I have here, and this is my official one: movie rolled a dirty twenty. Oh. Oh, what's a and dirty twenty? Now, and and those who who know D anD D know the game. You know, to roll a twenty is to statistically roll the best odds possible, right? You, if you roll a twenty, you are having a good day, right? You're you're killing the guy, you're chopping off his head, you're you know finding the gold, you're doing whatever you need to do. If you roll a twenty, generally you don't roll twenties. A dirty twenty is still a 20, but it's like you, you rolled a 17 and then some of your attributes uh, added, added uh, numbers onto it. Right. So you don't, ne- you don't necessarily get the big bonus of, of a, of a pure rolled 20. This movie is great. Right. I really enjoyed it. It does have some flaws. It does have some issues, some, some uh, kind of wrinkles around the edge. Uh, some of the, uh, the visuals turn a little bit uh, towards the, the CGI Uncanny Valley in, in places. 
But I go back to my first review that says, you know, this movie, it's it is so good that I it just surprised me. It really did because it, it has no right to be this good. A movie about D and D and with kind of you know certainly they advertise it, they market it pretty well, but man, this this to me felt almost like a Pirates of the Caribbean type of yeah. you know adventure fun you know characters that you, you root for it's i really really enjoyed this movie guys i, I did and you know to, to the point where i'm you know i'm i'm excited to watch with my girls and uh and enjoy it with them too so um i've seen it more than three times and i'll probably see even more than that so that tells you how much i'm liking this thing yeah i don't i didn't answer my own question so i watched it with billy and Catherine. Right. And then yeah. once we decided to do it for the podcast, I watched it again when we were going to try to do it that, that weekend, like what, a month ago. And then when we got, then we had to move it to, to last week. So I watched it last week. And then when things fell apart, scheduling wise and whatever, we couldn't do it last week. We moved it to this week. So I watched it again today. <laughs> so I, I've seen it four times all the way through also. Yeah. And uh, I have to yeah. admit, my fourth time was it was more like three point eight for me. So you you beat me, Sean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watching it, watching the beginning again for the fourth time, you realize the brilliance of the exposition dump they did mm-hmm. while he is pleading his case in front of the the uh, whatever they are the uh, the council. Mm-hmm. The the sheer amount of information that they give you in that, and yet you are still interested in listening. And wondering what the heck is up with Jonathan, and all the little quirky, funny things that go on in his story—it's brilliant. It really is. Any other film would have bored you to death with that mm-hmm. type of exposition dump, and they—they they did a great job presenting that to you. And that has so, been my favorite because I—I really feel like they, kind of to my point earlier, like they get meta occasionally, but it's baked in. Like you don't see it unless you know it. Like nothing sticks out. I don't think. And that has one of my favorite meta moments where he's talking about his backstory and you're like, Oh, it's one of those people who are just like, I got to get my backstory out. I wrote my whole backstory on the back of my characters. Like no one cares. No one cares. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, that's what I was getting ready to say that the only thing I do know about the, D&D game is what I've heard my students talk about just kind of in passing and I have heard heard them complaining about people's backstories <laughs> and so and that's exactly right I'm, and so uh, yeah. I figured that's kind of what this was but I wasn't 100% sure you've got yeah. some people that do such a deep dive I mean they'll write books about mm-hmm. their stupid backstory and you just you know yeah it, you, this is why your character is the way it is but come on just just play and then you have characters, players with no backstory, but they like maxed out all their points and they just, they know how to work the numbers, but like do not care about character or story at all. Yeah. Yeah. There's a sweet middle ground between those two. Um, by the way, I got my uh, clips to work, so I'm excited. So they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're loaded up in iTunes. I actually have an intro clip. Do you want to actually hear the intro clip now at... Uh, 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> sure. Okay, here we go. Here's your intro clip. Uh, of course, I have to turn the volume up on the mixer. <laughs> Doing too much here. I should start by giving you some... I guess this is perfect, too, because we're talking about like exposition, and this is how... This was the clip that I picked. So here's your exposition. 
I should start by giving you some context. <laughs> you may be surprised to learn I wasn't always a thief. Years ago, I became a member of the Harper's Faction, a network of spies who swear an oath to fight tyranny, defend the oppressed, and to ask nothing in return. My wife, Zia, supported my decision, even though she knew the risks. By day, I'd eavesdrop on mercenaries, stop bandits in their tracks, and even bring Thane Red Wizards to justice. There you go. There's your intro. Yeah. A little bit of backstory there. By the way, that 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 loot that he plays is made of the strongest wood known to man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes. Um I just I just love that he uses it as a weapon you know, just throughout the movie and it's fine all of the time. I love it. <laughs> like he doesn't even have to retune it. I think it's great. Magic solves everything. Which according to that episode that I was watching. Uh, bards actually do have magic. Mm-hmm. Yep. They yeah. decided to to not give him magic just to make him a dude, uh, which I think is actually probably smart. I think that's mm-hmm. probably better. You know, instead of having three magic users, uh, just having him be the the plan guy. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's probably you know the brains, the mastermind. I think that was probably the best. Andrew, what's your five word review? Well, I have to start by saying uh, I thought a dirty 20 was what I got put in my G-string at my other job that I do on the weekends. Um, but I knew that's pretty uh, good. Yeah. Um, that's no, quite a tip. I, it is. Just... I said this gives me modern-day Princess Diary vibes. I don't know. Not Princess Diary. Princess Bride. What? And halfway over here. Wrong princess. Um, yeah, no. I, you know, we have that. And I think it was more in that beginning exposition time that, you know, Princess Bride, we have the grandfather kind of telling the story. And it's, I kind of got those vibes at the very beginning. But the whole thing as I went through, I was like, yeah. I could see if someone were telling this story, you know, this is, it it almost felt like there should be a narrator at some points, but anyway. um, Kind of like your dungeon master, I guess. That's the DM. Yeah. Yeah. The DM is a story master basically. Um, The other one I had was a fun, exciting, fantastical adventure. And Mm. honestly, I would like this movie if it were not called Dungeons and Dragons and it was just called, uh, you know, fantasy fun I, or what, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fun with a loot. I would, <laughs> I would enjoy, <laughs> I would enjoy it just, for, you know, uh, because having said already that I have no idea anything about dun- Dungeons and Dragons, I, I feel like uh, this could be enjoyed by, any audience member. But like I said before, I do I do wonder if I knew more about the game, if I would have a different appreciation for the movie. And I I don't know that that will necessarily take anything away as far as how I score the film, but um I don't know. I, I it's almost like going to uh, a Marvel movie not knowing anything about Marvel comics. I guess in a way as to how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 
I mean, yeah. that that was your things. And you're like, oh, that was a reference. I don't know what it was, but is it important right. that I didn't get it? Not really. Yeah. I mean, right. when and Iron I, Man came out, I knew nothing about Iron Man. I didn't know anything yeah. about him, and and since then, I just uh, you know, I love those movies, and I don't really know anything about them other than the movies. Right. Yeah, and I just feel like there are little nods and little things in this movie that I kind of feel like I'm left out of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't like I don't because say enjoy because you it, don't. You yeah. Well, and there might not be. I just feel like maybe there's some things I don't get to have fun with that everybody else does. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I there, there's, well, yeah I mean, there's some of that. Yeah, I mean, like, like right now, like Star Trek Lower Decks. And Cam, I know you haven't uh, you haven't watched that, or have I'm you? I'm kind of on Lower Decks. Oh, you are okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you were you were holding out because you haven't watched Voyager or all of uh, DS9 yet. No, no, Lower Decks. I mean, I know that they make lots of references, especially this season, but uh, no. Yeah. Uh, but like that's it. Like like Lower Decks. Like Sam, I made you watch a couple episodes of Lower Decks mainly because it's some of the uh, the brain power behind Rick and Morty. Yeah, some, some of the animation style and things like that. But, you know, there are jokes and there's references in that that you wouldn't have gotten or you don't get because you haven't watched all of Star Trek. Most of it, yeah. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, I'd say Lower Decks is like, if you don't know the references, you definitely feel like you're missing out on... Yeah, but Lower Decks is made for Trek fans. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... it's, I mean... they they use the names of things, but not really as jokes. They're just you know, uh, uh, what's the city they're in? Um, Neverwinter. Yeah, yeah, Neverwinter. Like that's a D and D name. I I mean I know that's yep. a D and D name. I haven't read those books or played those games. Um, but I mean most of it is kind of like what we we're talking about. What Sam was talking about is like, oh yeah, if if you play the game, you can kind of see the player behind the character. But there's a lot of projection there too. Like I don't think, I don't feel like. I don't, you're right. There's another layer there, but I don't think it's like keeping you from enjoying certain things. It's not like right. It's it's yeah. all on top of each other instead of separate. It's not right. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can I back up on something you said? You said you haven't played that game or read those books. So, just uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Are there multiple different like versions? Or oh gosh, yeah. I think so. Uh... That better than me. Yeah, I played um, more Warhammer as a kid than D and D. I there's there's five different versions that I know of, uh, and then of course you've got homebrews, which are you know your own rules you could play off of those. Um, it's like yeah. every five to ten years they they bring out a new book with new rules and new characters and new spells and you know it's basically expansion. Okay, right. It's like yeah. and you can yeah, buy a campaign, so you don't have to make up your own. Yeah, you get a book with a yeah. story, and I think like Neverwinter okay. came from one of those. I think. Yeah, there's the Icewind Dale story that that came out. You see that on the map um, at the very beginning. Yeah, there's you know Baldur's Gate for God's sake is is probably the most popular or the the most famous um, campaign slash uh, place in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't Baldur's Gate like a, a game right now? Like it's its own game. Yep. Now, right? Yeah. Three yeah, and it's and it's based off this world. So yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. So, Cameron, your five word review. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got uh, three, so I'll just I'll go silly to serious. So the first one is uh, potatoes have never been funnier. <laughs> uh, when she yells, 
she's throwing a potato at the beginning. Like that's I, that might be my favorite bit of ADR ever. <laughs> you know, they just kind of recorded that later and decided to pop it in. <laughs> potato runner, so good. Uh, my second one is let's play punchlines and pathos. Uh, I the amount of emotion that comes through at the end of this movie is surprising and so deftly handled, um, yeah. which leads into my my real, I guess, final five-word review, which is tone balanced on Blade's Edge. I kind of mentioned it, but like I think you know, it, especially when we get to the Paladin in this movie, like if they had gone one step sillier or one step more serious, like it would not have worked. <laughs> But they managed to like run it right down that narrow uh, 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 walkway, and yeah, I mean the whole movie. I think like quite it, literally it, down that narrow walkway, where you know, yes. is, is he going to go around it? Is he going to go around? It? Oh nope, he just went right over. It. <laughs> yes, I love that end <laughs> up with that character. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they could have easily gone more meta with this, uh, or they could have been more serious, like the '90s one or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I just. You know, I before this movie, I was always like, why do they keep trying to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Like, what is it besides just a fantasy movie? Like, you, like just make a fantasy movie. Like, what's Dungeons and Dragons going to be unless you're like cutting to the players or doing something weird like that? And I don't know. I th this one showed how you could do it right. Like, you do kind of just make a fantasy movie, but like you give the characters the classes and you give them their alignments and you can kind of and you kind of write them like the OP player and the character player and. I love yeah. how I uh, how the characters can never remember the words and they just mispronounce things. That's felt like a definite uh, a inside <laughs> joke um, to a degree. And then yeah, like the paladin characters was like, oh god, it's that character who's just taking the game way too seriously. Way too serious. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was really good. And like I said, like it's funny. It's uh, the action scenes are also good. Like it nails the yeah. action. It nails the comedy. And I was welling up at the end when, you know, he, he had to sacrifice his wife to save Olga. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they nailed it. They kind of nailed it. All right. He does get to say goodbye to her dragonfly, though. That is true. No. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. And, and I had I mean, that moment and I, th I thought, oh, how sweet dragonfly <laughs> and there's and, and the metaphor is is you know it kind of does hit you in the face two or three times throughout the movie when when he's remembering his wife and she's like you don't have don't try to capture it you just have to let it go yeah and you know like the, that's the memory literally of his wife saying it's okay to let me go and of course it takes to the end for him to realize that but mm -hmm. um, but like just seeing him act out like the realization that like i loved my wife but my daughter doesn't know her mother. She doesn't miss her mother. She misses this substitute mother, this this mother yeah. figure of hers. And like, and you know, maybe that's the person worth saving at this moment. And I mean, that's that's a pretty deep kind of like emotional turmoil to put a character through in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Chris Pine nailed it. Chris Pine is great in this movie. Mm -hmm. He's I mean mm -hmm. he's, the charisma guess, he exudes in this movie is oh yeah he he maxed amazing. on his on his mm -hmm. thingy stat um, sheet yeah yeah he's just you're you're right i mean like <laughs> because like even the exposition clip that i played right he is allowed to tell the whole story right but when <laughs> at the end he starts in like that's nah, enough like because he's a jerk you know no one wants to Here's a funny bit of trivia too. I, I was I was reading through the trivia earlier. 
um, trivia is the wrong word for this, um, intentional thing the writers did. So when they're, they're talking to Zank for the first time and they're, they're describing Forge and Holga said, oh, he's a real son of a bitch. He says, you blame his mother? He's like, <laughs> no, it's just an expression. You know, I don't do colloquialisms. Then in the end, he's, he's talking to the people and he's like, well, it all goes back to my mother who was really mean to me. Like he's trying to blame it back to the mom. <laughs> ah. And then they're like, nope, we're not, we're not, we're not doing it. And then, Jonathan. And then, oh, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. And then Poor Jonathan. Know, at least oh, they, that cracked me up. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you every time. Every time I hear, oh Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just gets oh, every time. Okay, well here. I have to let's just do it here. Hold it now. <laughs> That's the part. <laughs> oh my god! I love. It. There's your line in there, Cam. There's your line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As if like that happens every now and then. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, and you know why they're not chained up is, you know, beyond me. But still, and it's it's funny. Uh, my five word was uh, I only did one uh, because I was running out of time, uh, and simply the uh, perfect blend. It's a bad sentence because I ran out of words, so I can't use the word of. But perfect blend, action, fantasy, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just yeah. So I was I was thinking about this earlier today as I was doing a little bit of prep work at when I was at actual work, <laughs> and uh, doing a little prep for the show, and I was trying to think. You know, is this my favorite movie of 2023? And and then I had to go back and look at what movies of 2023 I've actually watched. Now I haven't seen very many movies from this year, just because you know we we're. It felt like we were displaced for half the year uh, with the move, and just didn't see. So I haven't seen very many movies from this year. And I asked our good friend and cinephile Will um, what was his favorite movies of the year, and he sent me his 30. wow he had guardians 3 at number five which was pretty interesting for a guy who who claims to be a a a artsy um snob when it comes to film he's like you know guardians 3 was up there so i was trying to weigh in my head would i put this over guardians 3 because i haven't Uh, seen seen across the spider-verse yet oh yeah i i it would be number three to those two yeah, and I just I haven't seen it yet. But here's the thing. I've had an opportunity to watch Guardians 3 again, and I haven't. I've watched this movie four times. So the, just based off that logic, I would have to say that that this would be it. I don't know. It just I have to chew on it some more, but yeah. God, I can I I like I wish like Andrew, I know that you said you felt a little lost and whatever. Like I was so happy that this movie was as good as it was and as fun as it was unlike andrew or sam said it didn't have any reason to be as good as it no did. not at all i mean like even the the clip that you have that your background right now for on the on YouTube, <laughs> like that scene cracks me up every time with the <laughs> glitching 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it is so funny. And then he gets to that part where he starts melting, and the, and the guards are just like, "What is happening?" It is so funny to me. It funny just... story about that is, I mean, that's one of the funniest moments of the movie. And my wife had gone to the bathroom during that scene in the theater, so I was very excited when we got to watch it at home, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> I could just watch her response to it because I knew she'd love it. Oh my gosh! Break, 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 <laughs> break, 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 break. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. So one of the things I did read also was that they talked, uh, the creators were saying that basically they were, uh, that line you were talking about saying where they were kind of, or, or camera, where they were, the, that path where they were kind of tiptoeing between too much funny or whatever. Basically they were getting a lot of their influences from uh, Monty Python. Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, that would mm-hmm. make sense why it, it, it called to me so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can see that. Yeah. And you're, yeah, like, Totally. I think the scene that made me go like, holy cow, this tone is just so (laughs) precise is uh, the um, when Olga goes to see her ex. uh, Why why am I spacing on Bradley Cooper's name? (laughs) Uh, Just the way that scene is played, like they just Mm -hmm. play it straight and let the absurdity of the situation just sit there. It's so well done. And like she comes out and then he sings like the song to her, which is. Like, it's funny that he starts singing to her, but then you realize how sweet it is and the bond these characters have. And, like, that scene just goes on such a journey, and it's so good. You know, I accidentally mentioned Anne Anne Hathaway earlier, Um, but she did another movie. Mm. And the only reason I know this is because my wife is a huge Anne Hathaway fan. Uh, I think it was called Enchanted or... Ella Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted. And, yeah, that kind of reminds me of that now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the little tiny guy as yeah. being her husband or her ex yeah <laughs> i forgot yeah. about that part yeah that and you're not wrong that cuz cuz you're right that 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 scene is 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 done so cuz you're right it's just straight like there's cuz to Holga to yeah Holga it's just that's her her ex-husband to us as the audience we're like what is happening why is Bradley Cooper <laughs> if they were the same size it would be super dramatic it would, it would belong in like a period piece but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're right exactly it would be because would be, he's not you just giggle the whole way through <laughs> when they open the door and he comes to the door and the the, the, the druid was like what and he goes yeah we were all pretty shocked the first time we met him <laughs> you know it's just like like there's the funny right there we, mm-hmm. get, there we get to have the joke there and then we go inside, and it's just a, a a mature, serious conversation between two people who used to love each other, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it's pretty raw and a little more. And then then the the new girl comes in, and she's like, "Does he? Does she make you happy?" And he's like, "Well, she doesn't make me weep in the small hours of the night." And uh, it's just this. It's a really actually lovely scene. <laughs> um, and then she and gra- it's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> it's Bradley Cooper, you know. And then he grabs, yeah. she grabs the walking stick, which we, of course we needed to have, you know, the prop later. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, like you said, yeah, Chris Pine just looks over, and he knows because this is this is his best friend. He's they've known each other for like fourteen years at this point. Mm-hmm. He just pulls out his lute and just starts playing a song to make her smile. Like you're right, it's just a great scene. But then we get to <laughs> the the grave scene. <laughs> oh man yeah i had some oh. friends who think the grave scene went on too long and i was like no 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 not perfect no yeah perfect maybe one if there would have been one more it might have gotten lost yeah whatever but like it also was even in that scene it's 
we have the funny, right? Uh, the opening bit's very funny. And then they have to go find the next guy. And then we have some funny there. And then we get the next guy. And then we get the serious story where we think we're at a dead end. And like Chris, you know, Chris Pine's really upset. You know, he's like, ah, oh, great. Now we got to go whatever. And then the, and then the bit ends with, is that, you, you still have to ask him the question. And then they leave. And he's like, oh, that was only four. That was only four. That was only four. <laughs> Uh, which yeah, well, because each guy they go to, like they never play the same joke twice. Like every person they go to, they pull the rug out of what you're expecting to happen, right? And, and I think yeah, that's why it works. Yeah, the guy says, "I was getting out of the bath on the day of the battle, and I slipped on a rock, and then what happened? Nothing. I died. Wait, <laughs> yeah. that you were spent. No, that's not the... where is the shovel? <laughs> Where's the shovel? Uh, yeah. And I and I also like. Uh, personally, I like those quick edits in movies when they do that. Yeah. Like, because we don't have time to sit there and watch them dig up a grave, which would take twenty or thirty. It's very minutes. Edgar Wrightish, right. if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or Sam Raimi is. I was getting some. Like, yeah. Sam uh, Raimi. Evil yeah. Dead, Army of Darkness vibes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I th- yeah. Edgar Wright and um, who's the other guy that I like? Um, the gentleman. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Guy, guy Ritchie. Ritchie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, sure. of guy Richie vibes there too. Uh, and then the paladin, the paladin, the uh, when he pulls that baby out of that catfish mouth, <laughs> it's just like, and again, it's like, like he plays it straight, but the situation is so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the beggar, the beggar just had me cracking up, he like touches his cheek, and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> well, and my. My wife especially liked that scene because she we watch Bridgerton, mm. and so mm. she, he comes on screen and she's like, "Ooh, it's like she's like, I wonder if he's gonna take his shirt off." And I'm like, "Calm down, jeez." <laughs> <laughs> you want me to take my shirt off, honey? No, no, it's okay. Leave it on. No, no, you leave yours on. Let me yeah. see if he takes his off. No, so yeah, his. You're right. His everything about him was just so funny. The only bit that I didn't really think was very funny was when he was like, when they're in the underworld, whatever it's called, and he says, if the lights go dark and you want to take my hand, I will lead you. And then Chris Pine's like, I'm not taking his hand. Like, I didn't know if that was like a homophobe joke or if that's just, I he don't like care. him. Yeah. I don't care how dark it is. I'm not touching no. him. Yeah I, yeah. I think it was that. Yeah. It, it, it just, but, the, but then the joke, the, the next joke, is like the brain monsters are walking by and they just walk by the whole team. <laughs> it's like, well, that's just hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't go after any of them. So that was. Yeah. It's like, I was, the movie is a little long. If I was going to lay like uh, a criticism, it might be that it's, it's just a little long, but that's all Hollywood movies. Like every movie I went to this year, I felt was like 30 minutes too long. Mm. Um, but and and but I don't really know what I take out because everything is so good. I guess, and it's funny to say this, it would be the dungeon and the dragon. Just like that was maybe the one scene where I was like, I don't know if we need this big CGI kind of cavern and big chase. Like it's good. It's not bad yeah. at all. But yeah, but everything else need... was kind of so character based that like I don't mm-hmm. know if I needed that. Yeah, but you did need a dungeon and a dragon. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they just put the dragon in the dungeon, which is probably why. They but but, but of course they put the chubby dragon. Yeah, 
like right. that. I, I love yeah, yeah. that choice. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, again, it's not bad. Then there's really good stuff throughout that whole scene. For sure. yeah. Well, you've invoked it. I'm gonna play it. If you guys invoke the line, I'm gonna play it. Hydra Dragon. Remember, short. He must have found the new den. Did he eat the last one? <laughs> <laughs> I love the the pudgy dragon scene. It cracked me up. (laughs) I mean, I know that like literally, like the whole purpose of the dragon is there to eat the uh, the the undead Thaeans, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah. But the fact that it at one point it knows that it can't run to get them, so it just rolls. (laughs) I had a cat like that once. I was getting ready to say it reminds me of a really fat cat. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Funny. Oh my gosh, I gotta play it again. I'm sorry. That's one pudgy dragon. Stember short. He must have found a new den. Did he eat the last one? <laughs> pudgy was such a perfect choice of word right there. And then in a movie like this, just throwing out those DD names is so funny. I forget what it is. Dimension or what I don't know. Like it's Thim- Thimbushon. Yeah. Yes. Thimbushon. Yeah, but and then of course that director or that actor again just like delivers it with such like uh, uh, gravitas, like, yeah, and again, straight, <laughs> like, he's, yeah, you know, yeah, you have yeah. the joke, and then the straight, and then the joke again. And, and that's, I believe that this character knows of this dragon is, is scared of it. Well, and, and like, that's what he was the whole time, too. He was just the constant straight man. I mean, like, especially, okay, especially this. The bridge is protected by an ancient gnomish trap. There is a precise <laughs> formula we must follow so as not to trigger the mechanism. What's the formula? It's quite simple. Starting from the center, use odd-numbered blocks only, moving forward with each step except for every fifth step, which must be a lateral move. Left or right, it matters not, so long as the leader and the laggard remain equidistant, after which proceed. Again, odd-numbered blocks only. However, at the midpoint, we switch to even-numbered blocks. Same pattern except now lateral move after the fourth step, until we reach the three... And see, the, the funny thing is the, the current uh, game I'm in right now, the DM is like that, right? He wants to take this so seriously and, you know, everything is is by the book and everything is is backstory and real. And I he finally caved in to me, in fact, it was last week, that he said, no, you are not lawfully good. You are chaotic good <laughs> because there is nothing of anything about you that is is abiding by any kind of legal ways. <laughs> So that's what makes it fun. You gotta go, gotta go chaos. You you sent me that text yesterday or today. I can't remember. You said, "Yeah, my DM it changed me to chaotic good." I'm like, "But that's like who you are as a person. You're chaotic <laughs> yeah. good." Yeah, you play a character long enough, it kind of becomes a part. Yeah. you know, part of you. See, I'm I'm lawful good. Like I'm I always I, I am a habitual rule follower. To much of the chagrin of my friends and coworkers. <laughs> you are just like your son. Yeah, 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 he's a rule follower as well. He really is a rule follower. Okay, um, so, uh, so I go. I'm going back to my notes here, and we basically covered all the things that that I've. Um, I've so I want to mention this here because I just played that clip, and we usually we usually kind of talk about this at the end, but it doesn't matter. The score on this movie, I thought, was really really good. Mm-hmm. And not just because it was, um, you know, just like a, a toe tapper. It was, or just exciting music, right? So the Lorne Balf is this guy's name. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I've never heard of that guy. And I'm like, yeah, you've never heard of him, but he's also, but he composed Megamind and the Lego Batman movie. And uh-huh. um, let's see, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh, wow. And he had a big year. Uh, let's see, Black Adam, uh, Ticket to oh, Paradise. He's well. He's- He's done some stuff. He has. He's done. He did yeah. that ambulance movie that, that was pretty recent. Um, there's a bunch of other, Tomorrow War. So he's he's done a lot of stuff. He's a he's um he's a uh, what you call it like a Hans Zimmer disciple. He's mm. part of that Hans Zimmer. Uh, okay. Yeah. In the tree, because uh, he was he worked on Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises and Sherlock Holmes and things like that, which were all Hans Zimmer movies. So he's right. he's part of that tree, and he's now kind of doing his own things. But he's been doing his own thing for a while. And the part that I loved about his the score specifically for this movie is one, I love a good hero theme that I can hum. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just be honest with you, you know, Hans yeah. Zimmer hasn't given us that in a while. You can't hum the theme to Dune. You can't. <laughs> You know, you can't even really hum the theme. No, all, all you need is a, sh- a shelf of pots and pans, and then just kind of open it and let them spill out. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Interstellar is fantastic, but it's not one that you can really hum, right? Mm-hmm. You can't really hum. Yeah. It's a fantastic score. I'm not taking anything away from it. Same thing with the Dark Knight. The Batman Begins Dark Knight. I mean, the Batman theme is two notes. It's two note theme. Um, but it's it still worked for that. But this is like this this lovely hero theme that, that we get whenever Chris Pine is doing doing stuff. But the part that I really liked about the movie that I was listening for on this fourth watch is that the fight scenes, the music is different each time. So like the fight scene with the dragon and, and the undead guys, you get some techno because we're underground and we're in this weird place. So the music needs to be weird and different. So it's got that electronic techno kind of vibe like you got there in that clip you get a little bit of that um the bridges of blocks only that forward with each step. Oh, it sounds like tron music yeah, yeah, yeah like it's like like that almost yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then when you uh, when then when they're fighting um like when they're doing the heist it's very you know light and kind of heisty you know uh fi- fast music and then the fight scene at the end we get the big heroic uh, theme with all of the action happening. I mean, they might as well have been playing the Avengers theme at that point because it was very Avengers e in that moment. Um, but I loved it. I loved the music. In fact, today while I was helping with dinner, I pulled the computer up and I just had this score playing. I really like it. I think it's really good. So mm-hmm. kudos to to this guy because I mean, like, because Andrew made the comment or Sam, I can't remember which, and I've made the comment also, like this kind of reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, yep. because I had no expectation for that movie. And then it came out and it was fantastic. Uh-huh. But the one kind of fatal flaw with, with Pirates of the Caribbean is the music is all the same. Once you get that bum, bum, yep. ba-da-dum, bum, ba-da-dum, bum, ba-da-dum, you get that like 11 times in that movie. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. never, it's not until Hans Zimmer takes over in two and three where you get a little bit of variation on the, thing that's true okay i was wondering where you're going i was about to, to argue uh sure well you do <laughs> like to argue yeah anything else you want to talk about this movie anything else you want to bring up anything else you just hmm. dying to, to say i mean 
I really, if uh, folks go see this movie so that they'll make more. Yeah, yes. uh, I would really like to see more. Uh, well, it is yeah. it is set up for a sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, if I think they, they did any of the same anticipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know it's definitely finding an audience now. I know it didn't do great in the theater, but it, I've heard a lot of people be like, "Yeah, I slept on this in the theater." And I wish I hadn't. Um, it feels like word of mouth is really working. Like if this was back in the 80s, like the video sales would be up. So I don't know how streaming is doing for it, but hopefully it's enough to get us another. Yeah. I'd directed like by uh, or co-directed by uh, uh, Sam from Freaks and Geeks. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how cool is that? It's uh, there's there's a lot of just fun fun stuff that i was i was actually uh trying to find earlier again ran out of time any other star trek connections besides chris pine so game <laughs> if you know of one go for it but i think grant I needs to be in star trek at some point yeah he does he really does <laughs> but like to your point about this movie and you know it's um it's like ability it has a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes wow yeah yeah, people like, don't like or don't dislike this. Yeah, it's a 93% audience score and a 91% tomato meter. Like, this is a fun, good movie. Yeah. I definitely yeah. recommend you you go watch this. There's no reason not to watch this. Yeah, it I know has a lot like, of people who didn't like the, the trailers. Like, they thought it was being too quippy or too funny. Like, they thought it was just like a Marvel version of D&D or something. But mm-hmm. almost all of them, once they saw it, were like, oh, yeah, that, that was a really good movie. Yeah. I, again, because I think because of the character work. Oh, we need to talk about the fight scene at the end. I um the the magic fight scene between mm. Simon and her, I thought was fantastic. Now, supposedly the big hand thing, like that's a that's an actual spell in D and D. And I didn't I didn't know that, but I didn't care yeah. because to yeah. me it was different. Mm. It was something I'd never seen before. Giant hands fighting was really cool and really clever and i don't care that they did a western bit with they have like a little basket you know bouncing down the road um and then it was all that uh yeah i I am too i thought it was great i loved that final fight scene i thought it was just and it was just really i guess it was clever you know she animates a dragon so they gotta fight this big stone dragon they get put into a ball and they're bouncing down the road like all the characters get something to do yeah, it was just even the daughter gets to, to have the final thing. It was just I love that final fight scene. I really did. Yeah, I just thought it was really clever. A lot of times yeah. movies drop the ball in the, the climaxes, I think. Like, I think yeah. that's where most Marvel's falters, like the big fight scenes at the end. They're always like, well, we just got to have a bunch of CGI blobs fighting each other. No, yeah. 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 There is that. I mean, that's the one thing that I've 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 always said that I like Infinity War over um in game god. In game game over. Uh is because it's the team fighting Thanos. It's like, you know, several mm. versus one. It's this mm-hmm. scene here. Whereas when the final battle, there's so much happening on screen that you don't get a chance to really watch individual characters do cool stuff mm-hmm. because they have to have this huge battle, which was cool. But like, also it was like, give me some more Spider-Man doing stuff. Or anyway, mm-hmm. you ready for the rest of the clips? If there's nothing else we want to bring up, yeah, sure. All right, Go I got a it. few other ones here that I I don't think that I played. Let's see, I played 
Oh, I'll play that one. Let's, let's hear her say it again. Okay. <laughs> the best ADR performance ever. <laughs> the warble in her voice. It's so good. I, uh, I hold on. I love the Jonathan too. Just the yeah. <laughs> now that lady is good. Yeah, I uh-huh. hope to do more stuff. Like, can you can you voice over for the intro for the podcast? I think <laughs> I don't remember what this one is. Thanks, pal. What's wrong with my lips? They're too big for your face. What? A lot of people like my lips. I cl- I captured that one just for Sam because you're always making fun of his 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 forehead. Yes, his well, giant I, forehead. I thought you'd appreciate her making fun of his lips. Uh, I played that one. Uh, there's this one. What is it exactly that you bring to this? Me. I'm a, I'm a planner. Make plans. You've already made plans, so what value do you have now? If uh, the plan fails, the existing plan, I make a new plan. So you make plans that fail? No. He also plays the loop. Hogan, not relevant. Trust me. I'm indispensable. Yeah. Maybe one other kind of just small criticism and it's not you know it's I, I didn't really feel it watching it but thinking back like that one character the the changeling she's really the only one who doesn't have like a, a good arc in the movie maybe not every character on the team needs an arc but well she's a little bit she goes from i hate bit. all humans to right. you humans are okay right yeah so she does have a little bit yeah i mean yeah I mean, I guess because you can't have, I mean, not everyone. I mean, because you have a team of four. And so, mm-hmm. and then the daughter, but basically a, a team of four. So they, they each can't have like a huge art. You know, Simon has a, is a coming of age story, right? Um, uh, Ed is, you know, the, the grieving father who realizes mm-hmm. that the woman that he needs in his life is here next to him, not the one that he lost 15 years ago. Uh, Holga goes pat, you know, she has to, move past her her deal with uh bradley cooper and 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 move on so yeah mm-hmm. they all have their thing but you're right she just kind of goes just feels, yeah it just feels a little unbalanced that she's like the one character whose like backstory doesn't get resolved yeah but yeah. she's an owl bear so that's pretty cool i mean yeah <laughs> uh okay um here we go You killed in the Battle of the Everhorse. Yes. Great. I mean, not for you. Sorry for your loss. One more question, right? Yes. No, no, no. That, that wasn't for you. Did that count as a question? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Only answer when I talk to you. Okay? Yes. Why did you say okay? I, I, I didn't. <laughs> 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 I I could just picture them in the writers' room writing that scene and being yeah. like, "Yeah, uh, here we go." Oh, I got a good feeling about Plan C. I don't know why I like that. I just like the way he said that. <laughs> Oh, I got a good feeling about Plan C. It's, this is out of character. Yeah, it's out of order, but still, I'm gonna play it again. That's one pudgy dragon. It's Thember short. He must have found the new den. Did he eat the last one? <laughs> the one. <laughs> uh, last one. I think you got her. Now, you guys know I love a good shit. 
And this movie gave me two good shits. So here's the first one. Oh, shit. So that was the dead guy that they didn't ask the final question for. All right. <laughs> like, I got you. That was only four. Oh, shit. <laughs> but my favorite one was Chris Pine. Well, shit. Yeah, I mean, he stretches that. that stretches it out. I love yeah. it. Well, shit. It's a long shit. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of people I meet throughout the day. Yeah. <laughs> On a regular day. <laughs> uh, so now I, that gets added to. That is one big pile of shit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, under there is a maze of shit. There you go. So I got some other ones I just don't have them handy. So there you go. There we go. Time, time for, uh, well, I guess there's, so it's, Andrew, you said there's no game tonight. No, there's no game tonight. Uh, I honestly was kind of just enjoying the movie for what it was and wasn't paying attention to the little details that I normally do. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized I don't have time to watch this again to find this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do have some trivia that I found interesting that I'll share real quick. So Hugh Grant spoke out about his concerns with the tough crowd that Dungeons and Dragons fans can be, as well as his hopes for winning them over. He said, I'm scared stiff of the gamers <laughs> because they're very territorial about the game they love. And Grant, uh, Grant said, so they may want to to hate it but they're not allowed to um and <laughs> and i can relate to the way he is feeling about this because as someone who plays video games or somebody who you know has something i'm very passionate about when someone else tries to do it and they don't do it the way i want them to do it you know, <laughs> uh, and, and that's happened with any number of movies that we've seen made um i mean the DC movies, the whole DC franchise is not the way Sean wants it. And so <laughs> I, just, I just, for their own sake, I just wish they could make good movies. No, you're not wrong. You're not. Wrong. Uh, and, and then another uh, little tidbit that I found is the characters from the 1983 cartoon, the animated Dungeons yes. and Dragons, which are mm-hmm. behind my head, make yep. an appearance in the movie. I love it. Um, yeah. Which is pretty cool, which, Again, I didn't even know about this cartoon until I just Googled Dungeons and Dragons before we started the, the podcast. <laughs> that was a um, staple on Saturday mornings for, for me in the 80s. It really was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I was a fetus. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that was cool, even though I have no idea. And I didn't realize they were in there until I read the trivia. But that's pretty, pretty cool. And then the last thing... Um, just goes back to what I said at the beginning, and I didn't realize this until I started reading the trivia while we were talking. But John Francis Daly cited that the Princess Bride, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail, the Lord of the Rings, and Indiana Jones were all influences on this film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 I could see it. Absolutely, definitely. Okay, well, I'll play. Uh, uh, Wait, where's my clip? I don't know where it went. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'll play. Uh... Was that supposed to happen? Yeah, that's not what it's supposed to be, though. Um, I can't find it. So, 
I I won't play it. So instead, I'll just play what I just played, and we'll just move on to uh, our out of ten. We're going to give this movie a score from zero to ten. Uh, Andrew goes first. Yeah, it's a seven point three on IMDb. You said it was a ninety one, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had fun with it. I I can't say that I would have watched it four times in a month. Um. <laughs> But I did have fun with it. I did enjoy it. So it's going to be a higher score for me. I'm just going to go seven. Just a solid seven okay. for me. That's fine. And again, I may be higher if I had a little more intimate knowledge. I don't know. Maybe. That's a big maybe. But seven is where it is for now. All right. Uh, Cam. Uh, I think on my DVD app on my phone, I've got rated at an eight, but that doesn't allow me the kind of uh, uh, subtlety and nuance cheat seat allows me <laughs> to review. So uh, I, I, I think 7.8, 7.85 is uh, where I'm going to put this. 7.85. Okay. That's a good score. Uh, Sam. 8.23. Um, oh. I think I'm over eight on this one. Uh, it just seems like something that I will continuously find fun, and you know, if if this was old old school days where movies were, you flip through the channels and, and you stop on a movie. This is one of those movies I think I'd always stop on. So, um, yeah, I that, that it's just great. More people need to see this so that we can have some more. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I didn't get to mention: I love the practical effects in this movie. I love how much practical yep. there was. Really. Uh, they did yeah, a lot more than yeah. Jonathan is a is a dude in a suit. Yeah, you know, like, that catfish is an actual puppet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I like that movies are going back to that. Like I think we we mm-hmm. swung the pendulum too far with like Phantom yes. and all that the Star Wars movies and the in the aughts. Van Helsing. Uh, well, yeah, and like. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was this was the movie, but it kind of felt like Mad Max Fury Road was like the mo- the point where we're mm-hmm. like, hey, let's do practical stuff. And like we're mm-hmm. swinging back towards that with more of the practical effects and things like that. Yeah. I, mean, I know like Lord of the Rings did a lot of practical stuff and things like that. So until they didn't with The Hobbit. You're right. Right. Which was that was part of that pendulum swing, you know, mm-hmm. over there going too far with um, you're right with The Hobbit. Well, and I think that we are okay with practical effects now because we can blend and merge them so seamlessly mm-hmm. with CGI at this point. That but we've known well, that since Jurassic Park. Yeah. I mean, you know, it yeah. still holds, you know, to, for the most part holds up. A, a 93, you know, 100%. movie is is perfect blending of the two. Yeah. It does help, though, that the CGI parts of that movie doesn't have to interact with people. Sometimes you know, though, and no, not in the way they do these days. No. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not riding a Velociraptor. You right. Know, that's that's right. a CGI. They should. Scene. I mean, that'd be cool as hell. But they, you know, they, got, <laughs> they did have a they did have a Jurassic Park scene though, Sam. In this, right? You Which know, one? when they're on the, the top opening. Of the bridge, oh oh the, yeah, they're on the bridge, and the and the and uh, chubby dinosaur is down there, or the dragon, <laughs> and he jumps up to bite her leg. It was a. It was a. Oh, shot absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it was. The, yeah. Yeah. It, the opening it, reminded me of of uh, a cross between the openings of Frozen and Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> bringing the Velociraptor yes. in. Yeah, where they 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 put the box up against the wall. Yeah. And 
yeah, you're right. That's that, that's. I mean, even the the trivia I read was like they did a shot for shot for Jurassic Park. Like that was oh, intense. Interesting. Um, the the leg bit. So, yeah, this movie did a lot of that kind of stuff, which I loved. Speaking of, I, I love it. This is my turn to give it a score, and I I love this movie so much. <laughs> I mean, and you guys know how much I loved King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. This is so much better than that, man. This, this is, is so much better. This is has, it has more rewatchability. Uh, and I mean, I've probably watched that movie six or seven times now, King Arthur. It, when we were packing to, to move out, I would just put on the DVR and just hit play. So I can kind of come in and out of the room and whatever. And I had such a good time. I love that movie so much. Even the big snake bit is weird and there's a lot of strange things happening, but I don't care. I like that movie, obviously, because I gave it a high rating. But this movie is just so fun. And I'm with you, Cameron. I can't, or Sam, I think you said you're going to watch it with your girls. Like, I want to yeah. watch this with Declan. Yeah. And, I mean, really, there's nothing bad except for the, you know, like, you, know you know, something like... Uh, there's some language. It's just some language. Yeah, you know, with um, a couple spooky bits. But... Well, shit. You, know, you get one of those, but like... It's not that bad. He's he's heard worse from his grandfather. So, uh, uh, I'm giving this a nine. Wow. All right. Uh, I can't give okay. it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine point one. <laughs> that makes this uh, an eight point zero four five. I mean, I I just I adored this movie, you guys, and that actually tracks because we did. I forgot we actually reviewed Guardians three, mm-hmm. which I gave a nine point two. Wow. No, there you go. There's your objective answer to which one you prefer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's at a tie with Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not saying this is a better film than that. I'm saying I had such a good time with this movie. And every time that I watched it was the perfect time in my life to watch it. Because <laughs> we've talked about that on the show. Like sometimes yeah, it's just so- grumpy. And we just yep. need something fun. And this was like in a in a time where we're moving and our house was delayed and delayed. And it's just just a grumpy, I'm just a big sour patch kid. It was nice to watch something fun. So anyway, that's it. That's our show. Yeah. That, that's where that's it. Cameron, please tell our listeners where they can find you on your two awesome podcasts that you do. Sure, yeah. I've got two Star Trek podcasts. I've got Open Pike Night, where we're covering Strange New Worlds. Uh, and have lots of interviews with the cast and crew and other awesome celebrity guests coming on to talk about Strange New Worlds. You can find us, Open Pike, at Open Pike on Twitter. is probably the best place for now. Um, openpike.com is the website where you can find us everywhere else, so you can just look for us there. I've also got uh, Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through TNG, where I'm watching Star Trek The Next Generation for the first time though we're near the end of season six now, so I'm almost all the way through. We've also started DS9. We've got a DS9 minute mini episodes uh, in between each of the green shirt episodes. So you can hear uh, me watching those for the first time and my other friends uh, trying not to, but usually failing to not spoil things for me. Well, <laughs> so when you get, I mean, you do it every other week, so it'll take you a long time to... Uh... I mean, it'll basically take you another year to finish. Probably another year to get to the end of season six. Then we'll do the movies, and then we'll probably do 30 episodes of Picard. So well, there's, we've there's still seven, got a bit to go. There's seven seasons, right? Seven seasons. Yes, Harry. We're in season six. So yeah, end okay. of season so seven. you got another year to go. So my question would be, would you then do a full 
full episode on DS9. Like you just catch up and then do a full episode of DS9 and then do your minute with Voyager and then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how uh, motivated I am. It's been a lot of Star Trek in my life, and I, yeah. I've got a Lord of the Rings podcast in me somewhere. So we'll see if we, if we've got the time. The, the 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 short ones are really fun, though. It's it's fun to just kind of get out all of our thoughts in nine minutes. Okay, Lord of the Rings podcast, interesting. Yes, like like like. I mean, obviously, more than just watch one movie and then do a talk. You're talking about like, I I I kind of want to do a minute by minute. Breakdown. Yeah, there's a podcast series. that did a minute by minute of Highlander. Yes. Yep. Our friends like, over geez. at uh, one the is, Cloud. Yeah. Episode one is minute one and minute two mm-hmm. of Highlander. Like that's also, how <laughs> a good Jaws one. Let's Jaws for a minute. They finished up theirs, but uh, that was a good one too. I don't think I could do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> uh, well, Cameron, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We really thank appreciate you for having it. me on. I will, I will get you guys to uh, watch and bring me on for Your Highness one of these days. Oh, we, I think we did that though, didn't we? No, did no, we not, not do Your streaming, Highness? So. Oh, okay. No, I've been I've been watching just for this show because as soon as I see it streaming somewhere, I'm letting you guys know. <laughs> That's fine. Perfect. Fine. Yeah, and then anyone else has any kind of good sword and sorcery movies? I mean, Camelot would be a good one. Or um... mm-hmm. I've never watched Excalibur. Give me a reason to watch that finally. Yeah, uh, with Sir Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Highlander itself, we could do one day. Sure. Yeah, and um, we get we can get Jesse on here, and I can I can shit all over that movie again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, go check out Cam's uh, uh, his his podcast and be a Patreon like I am of pod, uh, Open Ooh, yeah. yeah, lots of good stuff on there. You can come and watch some movies. Uh, some of the creators of Strange New Worlds is the series we we're starting. We just had one of the writers watch uh, uh, Star Trek Six with us and kind of talk about how it inspired one of his scripts. So that's cool. Um, everyone will be able to listen to him, but patrons can actually join into the live chat and ask questions and share their own thoughts. Very cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. So thank you. We'll do it next week. We are joined by uh, a longtime guest and friend of the show, Jen. And I forgot what we're doing. Oh, we're doing <laughs> um, we're doing Lost Lost City, the Sandra Bullock. Uh, mm. thing. Oh, Jane. yeah. I haven't seen that one. Okay, I've been meaning to watch it. Okay. Well, she, she uh, she's a. Uh, Jen is a big fan of the Sandra Bullock, and of course, as is our awesome listener, uh, Rosie. She's a big okay. book, so I already told her that we were doing that movie, and she got really excited. So, uh, Rosie did. So, uh, Jen yeah. from my streaming bubble, yes. yes. Oh, great! Yeah, she's great. She was a guest on Green Shirt, yeah. She's, awesome. she's, she's been on a couple times, and we're looking to we're looking forward to having her back on. So, next Absolutely. week, Lost City. And I don't have anything else after that right now. Uh, that'll actually lead us right into October. So we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do for our October lineup. Maybe Ooh. we'll actually review Friday the 13th 3. Because um, that was the movie we were supposed to do before we went on our hiatus for a while <laughs> back in uh, February. So we'll see. Anyway, that's it. Thank you so much for watching and listening and participating. You can go to our website, cheapsuitreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find links to all our social medias. And uh, leave us a review. That'd be fantastic. Like us on YouTube, where you can watch uh, Sam make interesting backgrounds with my face playing 
the loop there. <laughs> On behalf of Cameron, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for Lost City. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.